hello. Um, yeah, welcome back. It's me again. I know it's been a while. Um, yeah, welcome back, guys, to another episode on my podcast. Um, Samuel AP here. Um, yeah, so it's been a minute. It's been a while. Um, my last episode was actually after the Wolves was was the Wolves game, reviewing the Wolves game, and obviously Liverpool have played quite a few games since then. So. Yeah, got a lot to talk about. Um, if anyone wondering where I was or what I was doing or why I hadn't released any, any episodes, um, yeah, so I basically um, moved. Wait, well, moved. Well, well, I basically had to get used. Well, I'm having to get used used to a new schedule. Um, yeah, when I when I when I started the podcast and when I've been and all my episodes up until now, I've been following like a routine, like a schedule, and obviously. Yeah, I <clears throat> uh, went back to work recently, so yeah, schedules have been a bit hectic, so I've just been trying to manage that. Um, but yeah, hopefully, I think I've you know, hopefully uh, cracked code. Um, and yeah, so this episode um, is going to be a bit of a of a summary of everything, I guess, since we last spoke, essentially. Um, Liverpool. Uh, well, I'm going to cover. Premier League games. I have one game, the Leicester game, the Carabao Cup game, because I like the game, just from a tactical perspective. But yeah, that's that'll be at the end. Um, but the game that I aim to cover or to talk about in this episode is going to be the West Ham, Tottenham, and Brighton and Brighton game. I think before before this, I think before these three fixtures, I think up until yeah, so up until these three fixtures, I think every Liverpool fan was like saying, "All right, cool, let's get through this, then we can see where we are." Do you get what I mean? And obviously, a lot's happened. Do you get what I mean? Like <laughs> VAR for stars. Have even spoken about that? Obviously, we're not gonna speak about that today. Um, this is not the podcast for it, but um, yeah, VAR is a bit of a joke, isn't it? Um, but yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so yeah, a lot's happened, and obviously, although a lot's happened, and you know. We haven't been able to, as a team anyway, been able to. Well, in the Tottenham game, we haven't been. We wasn't able to really play in the even games. They play with eleven with eleven men. Play with nine men. Not with with nine men. So, yeah. So a lot's happened, but I do think it. We have come out better for it for sure. I think I'm definitely a lot more optimistic, and I'm definitely a, a lot more. Um, you know tune with where the team's going I think I was probably one of the ones who was a bit skeptical about what was about what was going on or not what was going on about I was a bit um, skeptical about the praise that Liverpool had because obviously we won our first few games under you know exceptional circumstances Newcastle game uh, Bournemouth game you know so Aston Villa game for example like we, we deserve to win games or you could say yeah we yeah we deserve to win these games or yeah I'm definitely not of the opinion yeah I definitely wasn't of the opinion but I was definitely of the opinion that you know Liverpool were in the title race or you know we were back as they say um so yeah I but I do think after these three games it's definitely been something to to the hold so yeah, it's gonna go through it. I'm gonna start with the West Ham game. Um, <clears throat> well, 
Although I wasn't recording episodes, obviously, I literally kind of sad, but I literally uh, make notes on every Liverpool game. Well, I have made notes on every Liverpool game this season, um, apart from the apart from one Europa League game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, kind of sad, but you know it helps with you know keeping track. Cause obviously my aim is to obviously track the development of the team. Cause this is like a baby. You know what I mean? Like we're, I'm basically trying to like track a baby's you know their, their first steps when they start talking when they eat. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm just trying to do that. So yeah, without without further ado, let me get into the analysis. So yeah, I'm just gonna before I do actually let me tell you what this analysis or if you could even call it analysis what I what I intend for you guys so yeah I'm gonna go through those three games West Ham Brighton Tottenham maybe less a game but we'll see um, and essentially you know describe the development for those games you know the, describe what I got from those games there was a lot of things Klopp tweaked a lot in those games like we saw a lot of different approaches uh, we saw it's, it's, it's funny because um, I feel like the West Ham game and the Brighton game are like it gives me looking at looking at those two games I'm I'm getting a feeling of like a an antonym effect from those two games. I mean like they're very polar opposite. Then the way we played in those two games is they were very different. They were like very 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 different styles. Do you get what I mean? So um yeah I don't know why I use the I, I don't know why I use antonym. I use it to so I'm just using the word antonym, but yeah, it was like two opposites, winter fire, you know, that kind of thing, um, so, yeah, so, until the second game, obviously we won 3-1, um, Nunes was sensational, um, but, yeah, ju- I'm not, these, these, these notes don't really take, take into account the result, you know, I think, obviously, the basis of all analysis should be the analysis itself, I don't think it should be um performance biased or whatever so yeah forgive me they yeah don't even forgive me but yeah just listen all right cool so yeah so in the west ham game i would say definitely liverpool you know the usual issue did pop did crop up um you know technical inconsistencies um inability to play through the center during build-up um and just and obviously that then inducing a state of constant um, transitions, 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 um, and so yeah, we considered a lot of transitions in that West Ham game, and I was actually surprised by the talk on Twitter after that game because I didn't. We did, but the thing is as well, we played well. <laughs> it's funny, we played well, but the style of play and the amount of chances that West Ham had, it was insane, and they were clear cut, clear cut, clear cut. You know, clear cut. Sorry, um, Jeremy, and so. Yeah, that game, that um, th- yeah, those those things still cropped up, um, and yeah, I I even wrote here West Ham should have had scored maybe two goals. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, so yeah, and I said earlier on that we played well, and I'm saying that because we conceded transitions, which went on, which obviously means that we also were able we we also afforded transitions. Do you get what I mean? And so. In that game, the transition creation, the transition threat from Diaz, Nunes, Salah, that front three as a transition threat is sensational. I think Nunes, Diaz, Salah, Salah with his creative passing, Nunes just 
literally running through the pitch, running through players, with speed, power, physicality. Diaz is is a fun one because Diaz makes sensational um, runs off the ball. His positioning is also very, 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 very good, especially in transition moments or even to be fair, even in settled play. Do you know what I mean he picks up really good um, moments and obviously in transition there is more space. Do you know what I mean that is the bread and butter of every um, football. And I think all of our fo- I think all, all of our forwards um, thrive in that transition based space, endless space kind of. Um, state, do you get me? And so, yeah, I said here already, yeah, we would. I think our transition threat this season is, is sensational. I think, um, yeah, that front three, Diaz, Salarinas, in terms of creating, in, in terms of creating transitions, I think second to none, second to none. Um, but yeah, again, here, I think the current, I think the reoccurring theme here was definitely too many transitions being conceded, too many transitions being conceded, and obviously. I'm gonna touch on why we also I did touch on it here, but briefly about you know in our inability to play from the centre, which means obviously that when we build up, if you if you realise we're always trying to play to do wing play, do you know what I mean like build down the sides, you know, give it to Salah. In fact, I would argue a lot of our good moments or a lot of our good build up patterns have come through the wider areas this season. Do you know what I mean? I don't think yeah. So yeah, it's definitely definitely something that we are. We're addicted to just not being able to build for the centre. Although I do think that there is a reason for that, and I think that reason can mostly be be pin pinpointed down to the profile of McAllister. Um, but I'll leave that for um yeah later down in the episode. Um yeah, so West Ham game. Yeah, I think yeah essentially here. Um, I wasn't too interested in that. I was, but I wasn't too. Like Liverpool will always create transitions. We we will always you know create chances because you know transitions is what we're good at. So I'm saying I think our transition threat is probably the best in the league. If I'm honest, um, also want to touch on here Jones, 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 and I think Jones this season has been almost sensational. I think he has been sensational. I think obviously there's lots of flaws in this game, and I think. I even think that now, even a lot of Liverpool fans have even started to overrate him, and I'm saying that as like the guy who made you guys rate Jones. Do you get what I mean? Um, but I do think that, um, yeah, I do think that um, this season Jones is he's balling, and I think the fact that he's always the first person, he's always um, the one that is leading or initiating the press, a counter-pressing situation. He's always going first. Even pressing in build up in set in us in a even pressing from a in our in our pressing shape, he's always the one that's you know on those triggers you know those back passes whenever someone receives with the back to goal, he, like he's always there he's always there and that's really important and I think that's even akin to um what's his name to Odegaard what he's doing at Arsenal you always see him he's the person that initiates the press who who who's always doing their job and you know that they're doing it to the T, do you get what I mean? So Jones is yeah, Jones has been really, really good in that aspect to me. Um I think Liverpool are gonna miss him. I think we definitely, 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 definitely need him um back um as soon as possible from that stupid and whatever. Um but yeah so 
Yeah, just just to summarize the the West Ham game, and I'm and I, and I know that I've, I've only touched on a, on a few. I didn't really touch on too much, but I just done the general themes of the game. Um, but I summarized it here, and I said, yeah, yeah. Even though it was one one, it could have been seen as it, it could be it, it could be seen how risky and open the game was for Liverpool. West Ham had chances, individual individuals played well. Um, again, I think you know Nunes, uh, Lai, uh, Jones. I think again Liverpool. I think I said this in my article that I wrote um, about the first five games of our season. I think the individual is essentially carrying the collective here in a sense individual certain individuals you know although you could argue that that makes it a collective thing but i think the system uh, our, our structure in this west ham game wasn't conducive to, to winning that game and you know controlling that game or it, it well it was it clearly was sustainable to win that game but i think in if you could pick a way to win a football game you know even if you want to say it was that you want it to be in a a game that is played in the image of Klopp, he wouldn't pick that game. Do you get me? He wouldn't play the way he played. Do you get me? So, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, to open transitions was just was his aim, and, and just to really pinpoint the reason in case I'm waffled here, but the real aim, or not real aim, the, to me, the reason why Liverpool couldn't see transitions can be pointed out more or less to these to a few these reasons. I think technical details such as players within the team not uh, displaying technical empathy and you know that's making it and that's stuff like you know making sure that when you're passing the ball to a player in build up under pressure with little space all time sorry um you're doing it in a way that the player can can receive and make then make the choice in a in as easy as possible manner van dyke we saw against brian um, I believe we. I, 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 um, if I'm not bugging out, but I remember Van Dijk made another mistake. I think was it. No, that was last season with Trent. But again, even in general, there's a lot of that in, in, in our team. I think our players uh, do not make things easier for themselves within, like our build-up five. Don't make easy. Don't make it easy for themselves sometimes when they're passing the ball, when they receive the ball. Sometimes maybe their body orientation isn't correct. Maybe. Uh, you know they're taking a heavy touch. Um, it's things like that. Do you get I me? Mean? It's things like that. Or it's well, that's one of the things. Um, so technical inconsistencies and you know not displaying technical technical empathy. I also think you know sometimes in game, although it, it, it is part of the intent. You know, I I do think that the that the um, the distances between our players in build up is way too long. And I know I know that you know it's a tactic. You know make the pitch as big as possible, stretch out their shape, you know, make it so you can pick holes into their, you know, vertical, yeah, vertical compactness, you know, like you want to make sure that you can get, like, you want to create space by your positioning in order to be able to fire passes in, have more time with the ball, blah, 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 but I think when you're playing large distances in build up, when you're not playing that narrow build up, or again, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to preach a certain kind of football, but in terms of the optimal, this is purely trying to me trying to be a say a rationalist and you know uh, rationalize the game of football. But I'm saying in if you want to build up as safely as possible, you always want to make sure that your players are, are as close as can be. Uh, Liverpool's players seem to be just a tad bit too too apart sometimes. You know, 
most sometimes the passes are they take a long time to travel to uh, players um, you know yeah that's that's an issue i think distance is, is an issue and again the inability to play through the center now that is because i think the profile of how six right now McAllister is not conducive to doing that now McAllister can receive essentially he can retain the ball he can circulate the ball and he can occasionally progress the ball from the center under pressure but he's not an elite he's not a gundogan who can turn under pressure effortlessly he's not a roger of course i'm not gonna and yes it, okay not yes but yeah i know that he isn't that guy i'm not gonna blame him for not being that guy but that's just the reason it's unfortunate in many ways but that's the reason um i think again there's been in fact, I'll say even from the Chelsea game, McAllister has not been good enough at the six for me. For me, um, I think he's been very, very vertical with his passing sometimes, which obviously you can you can argue about the effect of of Klopp. <coughs> Pardon me. You, you can argue the effect of Klopp on him about that, you know, being too vertical, blah blah. Um, but as well, even his decision making sometimes. Uh, and his inability to progress the ball the way you'd want your 60. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, Klopp says, you know, if we are compact and, you know, can McAllister play six? And he, and he said yes. He said yes in the press conference. I think it was. Um, I don't think. I wouldn't play him at six. I, I, in possession, I, I'm, it's not good enough for me. Um, I think uh, two vertical, uh, you know, decision making is off. Sometimes takes a bit too much time on the ball. Um, and his and and his inability to to turn and and pass under pressure. Where we are, of course, we know that he's capable of doing it. He's done it before. I'm not saying they can't do it, but his inability to consistently do it is a thing that lacks for me. Um, but yeah, that's my reasoning on why where the build up isn't correct right now. Um, yeah, um, and I also want to say that. Um, Something that I realised from the West Ham game is that the inherent nature of the of our of our aggressive pressing it can lead to you know gaps in our shape. You know, I think someone told me this, and I couldn't see it when when I got told this. So if you watch Man City play, when they go to press, they go to they don't necessarily go to get the ball to go and win the ball. Like they don't like they're not going to the ball. They're going to their man. And uh, and if you watch them, watch them, and you see they go and they don't duel for the ball. They they basically close space, you know, block block the passing angles. You know, um, yeah, the, it's not as aggressive and as you know, go 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 pressing as Liverpool. Do you get what I mean? And so by nature, their press is a bit more harder to exploit because they're not leaving gaps. They're not going after the ball. They're not as ball orientated as, as we are. Um, so yeah, something that I realize that the, you know, the inherent nature of our press is it is very aggressive. It is about the ball. It is about winning the ball, and so you know that is obviously going to create an environment where you're going to have to sacrifice, you know, uh, you know, you know, space that you leave behind. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, so that's the West Ham game. I think you know, obviously, again, um, we went one all down. Um, the game state for me. The game state. We have okay, not the, the game state. We have a lot of game state issues. 
if that makes sense or what I mean by that is that like you don't know how to uh, manage and you don't know how to con uh, to identify the game state the game state that we're in and then on top of that you don't know how to uh, essentially um, uh, tweak our football to engage in that game state so what I mean by that is Liverpool when it's one when you're nil nil down Liverpool we always expect we always have to be taking the initiative you know we aggressive uh, possession uh, you know <clears throat> transitions that we are afforded but we don't but we minimize the transitions that we give to the opponent um, and it's essentially a certain dominance and I think this season we haven't done that in at, from a nil-nil perspective um, it, well we haven't done that enough sorry we've improved in that but this is about the West Ham game and we didn't do that in, in, in that game we start slowly and even though you do you know get a few chances and you know Nunez gets his you know, like like you it's, it's not the thing is it's not like we don't create chances we create lots of chances because we're good in transition as well but we can see too many and in the Premier League it's going to cost us you know I mean? and come on if that was last season that was some game it would have been to West Ham and everyone would have been you know crying so it could, easily could have went the other way um, but yeah game state Looking at the game state, no, no, okay, cool. Take control of the game, uh, take initiative, high pressing, uh, dominance, ball possession, blah blah blah, and then get the goal. And then when it's and then when you're one up, it's about you know maintaining that. Maybe you might need to uh, control the game a bit more to take the sting out of the uh, opponent's uh, reaction. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously, when you go when when you go one or down, you are um, you know you're expecting a reaction from, from the opponent, so. Yeah, um, yeah, that, so obviously that requires a different kind of, you know, and obviously when you're, and if you're, and obviously Liverpool tend to thrive when they're one or down, because when you're one or down, it's easier to, you know, aggressively, aggressively high press, it's, it's easier to want to score, because you're, you're one or down, do you get what I mean, like, you're one or down, and obviously one, one, when we, I feel like, when we get to one, one, you know, because, you know, that's when we get into, I feel like, when we are one or down, that's when we, Activate, and then one one, and then obviously you know Liverpool are always gonna, if especially if we're at home, you always know that you're gonna be able to to um go on the go on and win the game, but go on and win the game, but yeah, that's just yeah, that's just another issue that I <clears throat> want to point point out, and I promise guys, it will get this will get a lot more positive. I know I, it sounds a bit mad, um, but I think honestly, just to be thing, the only positive I can keep from this is transition threat you know i think transition threat obviously shabozlai jones you know um i have a player that matic played well in this game obviously then van dyke didn't play he didn't play no he didn't play well yeah he didn't play um but yeah jones obviously so we have this look there are there are um some positives but i think the negative definitely outweigh from a tactical perspective um so yeah that's the worst game i hope that was okay now we're moving on Moving on, this might be a big, a long episode. Let's see. Um, it's currently actually ten fifty eight p.m. Um, eleventh of October. So let's see what time we finish. Um, yeah. So here we are. Um, and I'm and you know I I'm gonna quickly touch on the Leicester game, Leicester game, Leicester game. I'm gonna just touch on the things that I highlight. <laughs> um, yeah. So Leicester game, Carabao Cup. Um, fielded a semi strong team. Endo actually played. His probably his best game for me in local shirt. 
that game, uh, obviously Gavin Birch got um, Gavin Birch. No, did he score? Did he score that game? Did he score that game? Let's check that right now. Let's not make me that bad. Gavin Birch. No, he didn't. What an idiot. Gavin Birch scored against Union. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Memory is mad. Alright, well, cool. Cool. So, yeah. Um, But I'm sure he came on the pitch. I'm sure Gavin Birch came on the pitch for the blessed game. Um, cause why do I have a feeling about him for that game? Gavin uh, Birch. Grab, grab, grab. Yeah, he started the game. He got an assist. My bad. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. But, yeah. One or done again. So, game state issues is still there. We didn't start the game well. Um, we didn't... No, we started the game, okay. We started the game a bit better than the West Ham game, for sure. I will concede that, but I don't... Again, we, it wasn't the optimal approach in that game state. Do you know what I mean? It's, it wasn't the um, the optimal approach. Um, and also here, um, yeah, I think as well, 1-1, one, one, especially I think Liverpool are really good. When it comes to sustaining pressure... Um, really well and and making sure that you're occupying the center now this is where it gets really interesting because Graven Birch the goal that he assisted for Gakpo came from manipulating the ball in those central areas outside the box and finding those passes inside um, I think one thing obviously people will say Liverpool miss like Liverpool lack goals from midfield we lack creativity from midfield I'm like no shut up that's just too basic, whatever. For me, Liverpool have lacked a player who was able to get the ball in those central areas and penetrate and create something and keep the ball, retain the ball, uh, you know, combine, you know, rotate in those central areas and really have an effect, really impose themselves, you know what I'm saying? Gavin Birch is that guy. And I think that goal was a beautiful example of that. I think, you know... We had a lot of chances through that centre when he was on the pitch. Um, so yeah, and obviously as well, Harvey Elliott, top, top, top game. Um, he's so small, but his ability to dominate duels. And I think I've seen people say, yeah, he's he's because 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 he's small, it's easy to say, yeah, he's not physical enough. Blah, blah. No, literally no. And actually, I I completely yeah reject that because. I think he's one of our top, our best offensive jewel, jewelers. And uh, just to back my point, I'm going to read a quote from Klopp about why he started the Brighton game. I shouldn't be jumping to the Brighton game, but here we are. So, ahead of the game, Klopp was asked why Elliot got the nod over others. And his response to Sky Sports was, just the way Harvey looked in last week's. He played a good game on Thursday. He's not overplayed, I would say, recently. He came on a couple times, play game has kind of has kind of rhythm, <laughs> Klopp, and he's a super player. So that was the decision behind that. We needed to be really strong, good on the ball, good in one-on-one situations. The man marking of Brighton requires real physicality on the ball or being really quick. He can be both together with all the others. So that was the reason. So Klopp already has acknowledges that. Being good in one v one v one situations um, is something that Harvey can do. The man marking of Brighton requires real physicality 
or being really quick. He can be both. So, I don't think it can be questioned anymore that Harvey isn't physical enough or is, is a slouch or whatever. Harvey Elliott is sensational. When it comes to duels, if you watch him, if you actually watch him, he always comes out off a duel with the ball. With the ball. So, um, yeah. For me, especially when he's attacking and, you know, they're going to... When maybe we're like sustaining sustaining pressure, Harvey is one. Pardon me, Harvey is one of the ones that is able to go and retrieve the ball, and get and win that second ball. For example, so yeah, I think yeah for me Harvey's top, and obviously it's a buzz line. That goal was sensational. Um, yeah, what I don't even listen. Everyone has spoken about him enough. I think everyone speaks about him. He's sensational. He's he's has everything. I think water signing um, has an engine, technical ability. I think the only criticism that I would give him is that he takes a bit too long to warm up in games, and he can have a bit of a. Uh, I think I don't know if it's concentration lapses or technical inconsistencies where he. You kind of I don't know. You kind of kind of naturally associate that Van Dyke, uh, that Van Dyke. Um, lay backness with him you know what I mean sometimes especially in yeah there's been times I remember one pass in the Tottenham game where I'm like come on mate come on come on like and yeah I think that's the only thing I'll say just take he takes a bit of a time a bit of time to warm up in games um, but yeah so that's just the things I want to talk about for the last game Let's back. that's it we're done alright cool um, but yeah so to summarise, just very, very good central occupation to great chances. And that's something that we need to be doing more. And, um, yeah. Just wanted to bring that up because I think that's really important about occupying centre. Ma- making sure that a lot of our play is centred about... Ah! A lot of our play is centred around being in the centre. Um, you, know, you know, we need play that can receive the ball in the centre. Combine play one-twos, you know bait opposition but do it from the center doing it doing it from the wings doing it from it's not good enough the, the, the center is where all of um where most where every passing angle is is available do you know what i mean there's more options there's more you're more potent um you know it, it can be used to attract the opposition into the center to create space out wide you know if, if you're not I'm, I'm not saying don't go wide don't play wide but Occupy the center, you know. That that's where that's where I think that's where well anyway that's where the best teams do their magic. You know, when I I look at City and obviously City are sensational and that they're probably they're probably the best team out there. Arsenal haven't been doing that as much this season, but you know last season they were doing that. You know, you know you look at Party last season. He's passes vertically in in the center. His ability to turn in the centre and play those passes, you know, like Arsenal were potent last season, do you get me? And I think a big reason for that was that central occupation and being able to receive the ball um in those central spaces. Um so yeah, so just gonna move on quickly. And the Tottenham game, so <laughs> the Tottenham game, I watched the game and I'm gonna give you guys my thoughts on the game from a casual perspective. Um yeah, I watched it and I was ill. Um so during the game so I was ill, and I was obviously I was ill, and obviously I was trying to like take notes during the game, and I gave up because after the record I was like, yeah, I can't do this. Like literally, when Curtis Jones 
when he got when I saw the tackle, I can't lie, I, I, I knew he was he was gonna get sent off. I was like, yeah, it's like come on, like yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. So I actually just watched the game casually, um, and then um, when Jota got sent off, my no was it? Yeah, when Jota got sent off, my brain. I watched the rest of, he got some like 70 minute whatever, wherever it was, yeah, I watched the game standing up for the rest of the game, for the rest of the game, I watched the game standing up, like, I was like, yeah, 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 I, yeah, there were a lot of swear words, there were a lot of, um, you know, insulting, I was insulting a lot of the refs, um, I was insulting, I was insulting VR as well. Um, but yeah, that's just the game. Um, I was ill. I was yeah, I've been killed with a cough. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I basically when I when I went to rewatch the game and you know take notes, I could only start like the first twenty six minutes. <laughs> so I only have the first twenty six minutes of that game. So yeah, and yeah, and as a fan, I just couldn't watch it. I can't watch that game ever again. I just wanted to watch the first 26 minutes and leave. So, my apologies. Alright, cool. So, back to the football analysis. Um, so, this game was the game that I was really, really, really looking forward to. Um, I was like, yeah, you know, we're going to be yeah. we're, we're gonna have to be able to be on point with our press because all these Tottenham, they are a team that like to, to as well. To occupy the center and you know create their chances you know they uh, both their fullbacks um you know um so that was something that was this this was a game that i was really really looking forward to i think um it was definitely going to be a tough task and i thought you know a lot of things would be answered a lot of my questions would be answered about the team and so yeah i'll say yeah the counter person in that game was really 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 good i think especially um what do you call it especially whenever we lost the ball in those wide areas you know we were really really good at using that touchline as an extra defender and ensuring that you know Tottenham didn't get out and so yeah and obviously we always had a numerical advantage in in those in those wide areas um i'll also say that you know even um in that game, like in those first twenty minutes, Liverpool we played better. I've got some stats here. Uh, the first twenty minutes, Liverpool seven shots, Tottenham one. Uh, touches in the opposition's box thirteen, um, and um, yeah. So, so the, and obviously I think Tottenham had uh, seven. Sorry, yeah, seven. So you know we were we were really, 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 really going for it, um, and we were playing better. Do you get know I me? Mean? Before the Ten men before we got sent off, before someone got sent off. So yeah, and obviously that essentially is a improvement because I've said in earlier episodes that Liverpool struggled, have struggled to impose themselves in the even game state. In a game state where it's nil nil, what you need to you know press, you need to make sure that you don't let the opposition play their game. You have to impose yourself. You have to impose yourself on the game. I think Liverpool done that to a T. I think you know. Uh, the, the structure of our press it was like a where they sorry 
where did it where you go where you go yeah it was like a one three two slash which mode into a four one four one shape and so you had narrow wingers you had so you had um narrow wingers you had uh my bad you had uh Salah and 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 diaz narrow essentially and they're basically trying to um and they're only jumping out to press uh tottenham's center backs and then you had uh obviously Gakpo doing that as well and obviously he was also cover shadowing cover shadowing um trying to cover shadow their pivot or you know Basuma saw whoever was in there and my bad as well just correct myself Salah and Nunes were pressing from out in basically also narrow press um um and yeah and obviously you had uh, suppose like Jones who were eager ready who had the I think they it was an option orientated press so you know they were either ready to jump on Basuma or Saw or they're ready to cover to um or they were blocking the passing lane to the to a doggy or to Madison or whoever's whoever was in those half spaces. Uh yeah, those were that was the target and obviously you had the Callister essentially um behind ready to jump if the first line of pressure got bypassed. Um and so yeah, the the structure of the press was good. I think we had to block the central spaces. We had to, you know, and ensure that Tottenham couldn't play those rotations, couldn't, you know, their third man combinations, third man runs, you know, their one twos, their even uh, the social effective, the social affection with um, Saar and Basuma was really, really good. And to be fair, we didn't, we couldn't fully contain them, I, I think. I think they were still able to get out their press, but I think more or less the press was effective, I'd say. It definitely wasn't a complete failure. Um, um and and, and 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 yeah and so like we had to be you know attentive to those triggers you know the back passes players receiving back to goal um you know that that was something that we had to um be switched on for and stuff and i think we were to a t to a t i think we had a, a lot of high regains in those first in that first 20 minutes um you know we created a lot of, we had a lot of transitions um but obviously um yeah Sorry, but yeah, obviously Tottenham did um, have their moments, but I think in those one six minutes, I think definitely, 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 and again, like you know, again where you where we didn't have we weren't we didn't want to occupy the centre in from the build up phase. You know what I'm saying? I think <coughs> again, McAllister did have a shaky first twenty minutes. I think him and to be fair, him and Sabozlai at, at times had a few shaky moments. Um, and so we couldn't really progress through the center um, and obviously we did use like a lot of overload to isolate principles so you know we all like we, we would overload one side of the pitch to switch the ball to the other side of the pitch um, and yeah and just essentially a, a lot of wide combinations triangles and blah 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 and so yeah that was um, that was again the name of the game for the build up and again you know like Liverpool did very yeah, so I'm, I've got another. I've got one more point. No, two more points for the Tottenham game. Then I move on. Liverpool seem to be, you know, very good at pressing Spurs and winning the ball high. Up, as, as I've said, um, and I think this was what gave them the control on, on, on the pitch. Although yes, we did have a bit of possession, but I think the main, our main 
put in to control the game was by having those high regains and essentially stopping Tottenham from really having uh, the time and space to play their game. Um, and obviously, again, we didn't really, really capitalise on the press. There was obviously the final execution. Off the final pass wasn't great, wasn't the best. Um, um, and yeah, and yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I hope, you know, even while recording this, I'm just hoping that, you know, this episode is of some value because I could, this, this could waffle, this could be waffle. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, so last point as well. Yeah, like obviously, yeah, the 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 Tottenham game generally generally felt like a good for like a good performance. I think the feeling that I had from that game, it cannot be you know, it, it can't be, it can't be um, unstated. Like the feeling, not even what I saw, but the feeling that I got from that game from from what happened with with VR. I think yeah, it can't be overstated how how good we played in those conditions and I think the team made a lot of progress maybe even the most progress that we've made in a game this season or I think we we, we made a lot of leaps and bounds in that game I think just from a mentality togetherness you know you know that kind of thing I think yeah it, the game was 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 a top game in terms of you know the morale of the team and you know us versus them and you know yeah I think definitely for sure just from the feeling of that game the, the game was definitely 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 good for that and obviously just from a tactical p- perspective yeah like you know the pressing was really good the counter pressing was really good and I think those two things are things that we have improved on I think at the start of the season I was you know talking about how Liverpool's the, the, the nature of Liverpool's press wasn't great. It wasn't. It, it wasn't uh, proactive. It was a lot. It was. It was a lot more reactive. Uh, but I think this season, we've definitely, definitely started to turn the volume. You know, we started to you know be more proactive. You know, be more get to the get to the man faster. Essentially, you know, I think we're winning. You know, the ball high up a bit more. Um, in my opinion, obviously, <laughs> could be wrong. Um, but um. Yeah, so that's the Tottenham game. I think the pressing gave us, uh, the pressing and counter pressing gave us a leeway into the game. Although again, possession wasn't great, wasn't the best. Not again, that meant a lot of. Sorry, that meant a, a lot of. Um, well, in 20, in the twenty minutes, it didn't really really concede too many transitions, but. Um, in the, obviously in the uh, in the after we, after we went down ten men, I think there was a period of time where it was a bit a bit bubbly, um, but yeah. So that is the Tottenham game. I hope it's been of been of some value. We're now onto the last game of the episode. Um, if you're still listening, then damn, you're a G. You are a G. Um, Liverpool versus Brighton. I can't lie, guys. This game is my favorite game of the season. I know it was a bit. I know it was at two p.m. on a Sunday, and it was sunny, and it, was, it, it, it didn't feel like a, a typical, you know, European night top game. But this game was a good game. I think Liverpool, for the first time, for the first time, ever, 
in my in Klopp era. Liverpool, to me, in my eyes, obviously used possession as a means to control the game. So, yeah, we use possession to control. Uh, sorry, we use possession as a means to control the game. I hope I said that right the first time, but yeah, we use possession as a as a means to control the game. And what I mean by that is that, like, so when you watch the board up against Chelsea, against Tottenham, West Ham, blah blah blah, you see it's get the ball out of the back to Allison, Van Dijk, Matip, Trent, whoever. But the aim is to find the find the last line as quickly as possible, unsettle their shape, you know, second balls, you know, it's direct, we have a direct build up, I'm not going to tell you it's a fast, it's, it, it's a slow, patient, no, it's a direct, direct, direct build up, and I think this Brighton game, none of that, literally, of course, no, there was some of that, but this game was where Liverpool tried, well, and succeeded to, and succeeded to some extent, to use possession as a means to control the game. I think Klopp was definitely, definitely, definitely fearful of Brian's threat in transitions. I think um, he knew, and obviously, they create their own transitions, and um, everyone can see how good they are at, you know, transitioning and whatnot. So I think even they are probably one of the teams that rival us in terms of transitions. And so, yeah, the build-up, the build-up, the build-up. So, Liverpool showed very, 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 very good signs of, you know, temporising the build-up. And what I mean by that is, essentially, to, to, temporization basically means to, like, like you're playing with time, you're, you're pausing, you're, you're temporising things, you know, you're calming things down, you're not playing fast, you're... That's what temporizing means. I hope I'm 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 making sense here. And Liverpool done that. You know, you had you know them intentionally, you know, uh, allow Brian to slowly encroach, slowly encroach, slowly encroach before passing backwards. And they use passing backwards as a means to pass forward. So you see sometimes the ball go from maybe McAllister to Van Dyke. Van Dyke will wait, 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 wait on the ball, wait for maybe Pedro to jump, then pass back to Allison. Anderson can find a spare man from the person that Jarpejo has from the from the space that Jarpejo may have left behind. For example, that's just a, that's just a theoretical example. I I don't recall if that if that, if that example actually happened, um, but that was the plan essentially, um, and it was clear, it was obvious, and we heard Jamie Carragher say it many times in the commentary. He was like, "Liverpool trying to bait the press a bit, like I mean, yeah, he's like Liverpool trying to bait the press a bit like Brian here, mate." So you know. That was that was even scouse. What the hell? But whatever. Um, yeah, Liverpool tried to bait the press. Liverpool tried to temporise ball up. They also maintained numerical superiority, so they basically made sure that they always had more plays than Brighton in their in within their um, backline. So whether it was Allison coming in to be the centre back or Trent dro- dropping out of the pivot to go and receive. It was always more players in Liverpool's line than Brighton. And to be fair, they were their first line was like two people. I think Pedro and Evans, with you know um, Adinkra and, and Thomas jumping up situationally. But whatever. The point is, is that um, they maintained 
numerical superiority to make sure that, that they always had time and space on the ball in their back line. They were not, Liverpool did not want to be forced to pass to any player from their back line without them, without, you know, without them, you know, proactively, proactively choosing so, rather than them having to react to them being pressed and all them, all that, pardon me, all them, you know, you know, uh, yeah, reacting to being pressed and passing forwards, which happens a lot with Liverpool where it's a reactive build-up, you know, we're passing because, you know, we're getting pressed and we want to find someone else and then he passes someone else because he's getting pressed and then it's not a structure, it's not proactive, it's not proactive in the sense that, you know, we're following our guidelines, you know what I mean? So, yeah, Liverpool's, that, Liverpool's press was definitely, Liverpool's build-up was definitely proactive. Um, and obviously, and generally, I would say this could be wrong. This probably is wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway because I think, it, I, I, I think it's right, but I think generally you saw that it was used, it, it, it was Trent, especially in those first, before they go, Trent was the one who was taking responsibility and in, being the one to fire those progressive passes in field. Of course, you saw Van Dijk, of course Van Dijk can do it and that's it, but I I found that their passes were always the ones that were, you know, to Allison or to wide spaces. It was usually Trent who was the one who was coming to receive and, and then he was the one that was trusted with those progressive passes in, in field. Um, and, um, yeah, and so the build-up was good. This, this was a proactive build-up. This was a build-up that had the uh, the opponent's strengths in mind, and it was a plan that really, really uh, stifled them. You also saw that um, there, there was a lot of rotation. So you had you had uh, Salah and Elliot switching positions to make it hard for uh, their rivals. You had Sabozlai sometimes as well. He would even sometimes you saw him drop into the left back zone to allow Robertson to um, push on you even saw him in the second half you saw that um, he would um, drop out into the right back zones or into the right wing zones and essentially allow Salah to come in field and then he would even and he well he would not sorry Salah would drop and he would rotate and go into, into those right wing zones and then you saw he was able to create those 2v1s with Nunes on Veltman, I believe it is. No, it's Soli March that was on the left back. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of rotations, a lot of fluidity, and I think I've covered this in my Asabella episode. Um, the aim is to rotate and to be able to find place, time and space on the ball, facing forwards. That's pretty much the aim. It's pretty simple. Um, and Liverpool, um, yeah, used to have a, a lot of rotations, and even though it wasn't the sort. The funny thing is that the build-up was not successful defensive, no, offensively, but it was successful defensively. So I watched the game and I remember tweeting out that Liverpool have not conceded any any transitions in in the first in the first um, half. I didn't see any transitions. Maybe there was one or two, but compared to the West Ham game, and this is going back to my earlier example of me saying fire and water because Liverpool's build-up essentially done produce the, the same fruits that Man City's ball that does which means that when Man City play they do not concede the ball from giving the ball away no no way no chance Liverpool's ball up essentially allowed them to reap some of those fruits um, there wasn't any transitions you, you know you think why do you think because we press better no 
we we kept the ball the build up was better um we were slower we were more calm we were calculated and i think obviously as well to be fair a lot a lot of fans have said to me that obviously the game was boring and obviously i completely get that it was a bit of a it was a bit of a weird game in that sense. I get from an entertainment perspective, it was definitely a bit of a weird game. But I do think that this is a big, big leap from the West Ham game where we're build up is bad, not being able to occupy the centre. Although we didn't do this, do that that much. This in this game, we um, not giving the ball away in build up changed the game. I think Brian, I didn't, I didn't feel like. Although, yeah, before Brighton's goal, I felt like we were in control. And I felt like we were we were in the game. And obviously, it wasn't like Brighton was... And by the way, it wasn't as if we were battering Brighton because of that. Like, yeah, and because, like I said, the build-up didn't help us offensively because offensively because we couldn't... We obviously were still not able to occupy the centre and be able to receive in the centre and turn and progress the ball. So we didn't really reap the benefits of a good build-up offensively. But defensively, it allowed us to concede far less transitions, which made us far less open, and which was, and that was the reason why we had what the most, I think, we had more times, uh, time goals than the Derby's ever had since he's come to Brian. I think something like he that's yeah that's the only time that he's had less times goals than another manager, and I think that is because of the build up, you know, slowing down the build up, not using the ball in those moments in those situations um is something that helped us helped us defensively we didn't concede transitions but offensively i think in this game i think our transition threat although the, the goal was a transition but <coughs> we saw far less transitions because you know it was reduced to our press it wasn't i think we had to counter press far less Rather than press, if, if that makes sense. Counter press is means we, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that if you listen to, that if you, if you listen to this podcast, you know what counter press is. But if you don't know, counter press is when you press off to use the ball. We didn't do that much. I'll, I would love to see, I would love to see the, the stats, but I don't think we've done that as much as we have in previous games. Um, really, yeah, because obviously we didn't use the ball as much, um, you know, um, and yeah, and so yeah, offensively we didn't see enough transitions. I think we didn't see that sullenness Diaz connection apart from the goal. That's like probably like the only transition, which is insane to do that. But whatever. And Elliot as well, sensational decision making in the final third. Um, but yeah, so that is that was something that really, really, really. Um, We didn't see much of. I think the transitions that we saw against Sam, for example, did not come to fruition against Brian. And I think that I think that's what that's what made the game a bit boring. First, because from a local perspective, I feel like we're used to that now. Do you know what I mean? Like we're always ex- we're always expecting to see transitions and you know quick, fast pace, contacts and whatnot. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, um, and yeah, I think, yeah, I think I've highlighted the main themes. I think I've got a few themes here, but I think it's getting to an hour. You guys don't want to listen to me talk. Um, I'm just going to summarise um, the tactical journey or the condition of Liverpool's 
tactical journey, tactical state. I would say, I say it's improving. I think, I think, look, I think we're definitely going in the right motions. We're definitely, uh, you know, uh, becoming a better team. I think we're becoming a more modern team. Probably the best way to put it. Let me not say better because who knows if it's better, but it's definitely a more modern team. It's definitely a more team that's has up to date principles and up to date, you know. In terms of like this new, 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 because Klopp isn't an outdated coach by any means, but you know, when a new, when a like every season is a new era, and obviously you need to adapt. And I think Klopp's definitely, he definitely do paint the goods. I think right now with his adaptation skills, and we're seeing a, a better approach in build up. I think, um, obviously issues do lie with obviously central occupation, um, but. I think that is something that will improve. Will with will improve with obviously signings, maybe a new midfielder, a better six, or a um, or basically yeah, trying try to maybe you know find ways to mitigate that without signing until we can sign someone basically. So um, yeah, so that's basically the game. I think definitely you can. I think if you had, if I had to draw a graph right now, it would definitely be. Uh, upward trajectory for sure so lots to be positive about um international break coming up um i hope this was a good episode um and yeah i'll see you guys again um i should be able to be able to um, release another episode within the international break before the game come back and i will and, and i will be called and i and i will be recording more episodes as I did after games, so look out for that. Um, look out for some feats coming up soon as well. You know, it's not only gonna be me, you know, talking as well. So look out for that. Um, and yeah, essentially, I'll see you guys when I see you guys. Hold tight, take care, and yeah, see ya.